And the leper came to Jesus, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places where the people were coming to him from every quarter. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God, our Father in heaven, you who have granted us this word. So we pray that you would now grant to us an understanding of it so that we would be faithful to your calling to respond well to the gospel message and to have it do the mighty work of the Spirit in our lives. We ask in your Son's name, amen. Please be seated. We are continuing in our study of the gospel according to Mark where Jesus proclaims the gospel message. Early on in the text that we looked at a couple weeks ago, Jesus proclaims the gospel message by saying the kingdom of God is at hand and my understanding is that he is saying the kingdom of God is at hand. He's pointing to himself. He's acknowledging and identifying himself as the essence of the gospel message. What is the gospel for us? The gospel has lots of outworkings. It touches a whole bunch of areas of our lives, and we can spend, and we should spend, lots of time talking about that. But ultimately, if we get distracted from that core center understanding, we lose sight of the gospel. The gospel is Christ. The gospel is Jesus Christ standing, saying, I am here. I have mentioned in the past that I am uh, basically devoid of any athletic ability. Uh, I don't have, uh, I, I enjoy sports, I enjoy watching sports, I enjoy playing sports, but I really don't have any gift, any skill, any talent at doing any of these kind of things. Uh, I think that first really became clear to me uh, in seventh or eighth grade, I was in basketball and I was late for one of the practices and I had it in my mind that the uh, team was going to suffer, the practice was going to suffer dramatically because I wasn't with them, and so I was running really fast, and I burst into the gym and said, I'm here, I'm here. And the coach said, so what? And I thought, okay. <laughs> and I began to realize that maybe my merely being here wasn't really the emphasis uh, as important as I thought that it was. Jesus comes powerfully on the, sign, on the scene, bursts into Galilee and says, I am here. I am, the kingdom of God is at hand. And Mark, the author, then immediately jumps into a series of stories where he tries to say, and, that, and this is what it matters. This is the so what that the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand, so what? Well, we've got a couple of stories that immediately tell us so what, and they culminate here for us today in verses 40 and through 45, where Jesus comes face to face with a leper. And again, if you have your scriptures open, it'll help as we walk our way through this text together. Jesus then says to the leper who comes before him, the kingdom of God is at hand. That's basically the gospel message that he has been proclaiming. Um, I probably don't need to describe leprosy too much 
for you. It was a comprehensive term in the Old Testament and the New Testament that captured almost any kind of a wasting disease, a skin disease that would rot away the body, that would rot away different aspects of who uh, you are as a human being, the, the essence of your, your body. Um, and Luke, uh, the gospel writer Luke, when he talks about this story, he notes that this is a man who is full of leprosy, full of leprosy. Uh, so I think the implication is not just, this is just the start of the disease for this man, but this, the, this disease has run all the way through his body. Uh, I don't necessarily need to describe or picture it for you if you've ever seen somebody, a picture of somebody who is full of leprosy. Uh, you know of the mutilated flesh, uh, the mangled facial features, uh, the rot, the decay, the stink. Um, this is the man who throws himself at Jesus' feet. Um, there's an abnormal number of times in the Gospels where Jesus interacts with lepers. And I think there's a good reason for that because leprosy, along with things like blindness, uh, leprosy is such a powerful symbol of our sin. Uh, leprosy is an insidious infection that slowly works its way through the body with a devastating effect that ultimately leads to the complete ruin of the victim. It's a outward manifestation by the time it hits the outside of the utter decay that is happening on the inside. Consequently, I think leprosy is a tremendously visual representation of the depravity of sin that everybody suffers under consistently. And so I think that it's a great picture here that Jesus so frequently in the Gospels interacts with lepers, in part to demonstrate, to have that physical manifestation for the powerful reality that is at work in all of our hearts. Oh Lord, I am surrounded right now by a room full of lepers. And I myself am full of leprosy. But it's not just the, the physical impact of leprosy. Uh, a leper back in the day, because they understood the leprosy as being a very infectious, a contagious thing, uh, a leper, whenever he walked anywhere, uh, came into a house or came into a, a meeting or walked down the street, had to declare loudly for everybody, unclean, unclean. What he was doing was he was, he was warning people, I'm unclean, don't come near me, don't touch me, don't, don't allow me to get close to you. And so he'd have to walk into every room, into every situation, screaming, unclean, unclean. Can you imagine the social impact of that? Well, imagine every time you walked into a room here into this gathering or any other time walking in saying, I lust, I hate in my heart, I have uncontrollable anger at times, I judge people consistently, I gossip. And you can probably imagine the social implications for somebody who has leprosy. Oh Lord, I'm in a room full of lepers, and I'm full of leprosy myself. 
So the leper, full of leprosy as he is, this visual reminder of our sin, he comes to Jesus, implores him, verse 40, kneeling before him and says, if you will, you can make me clean. And the first time I was looking at that passage, I'm I'm caught immediately by the expression of faith. Jesus has just hit the scene. Now we don't know, there's no time frame in here. So we don't know how long it's been that Jesus has been proclaiming the gospel, announcing his presence, I am here, the kingdom of God is at hand. But it seems like it's probably a short period of time. And yet the leper already has this recognition of the ability of Jesus. And I first read that and I was really taken by it. It's wonderful. Then I realized that the leper really doesn't know Jesus at all. Because for us, we can never say, Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. Because that shows that we don't understand anything about Jesus. We understand something about his power. If you will, you can make me clean. That's how strong you are. That's how great you are, O Lord. And yet, the leper completely misses that overriding characteristic of our Lord. Not if you will. Because as believers, we know that that is what God wills. That is what God desires for each and every one of us in this room. If you are a believer, you can never say, if, Lord, you want to do this, if, Lord, you desire this for me, because we have the scriptures that proclaim that very essence of God to us over and over again. A Christian can never say, if God, we all say, since God. Since, O Lord, you will it, I am made clean. Since, Lord, you will it, I am made clean. But the leper doesn't know this yet about Jesus. He still doesn't realize this about Jesus. So verse 41, moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. I want you to notice the the gospel in action here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus comes on the scene and it articulates it in three different ways. Three different actions that Jesus takes here. First, Jesus is moved with pity. Now, if you have any modicum of empathy or compassion or sensitivity or anything like that at all, you, you know what it's like to, to feel pity for somebody. You walk along the street and you see some folks that are just crushed by this life, that are living in these deplorable conditions, or, or they have brought it on themselves through whatever, the poor choices they make or whatever, and you have that, that sense of, oh, and, and you have that momentary passing of sympathy or empathy or pity for this person. Or this picture comes up on the screen of some young girl across seas who is suffering in the immense poverty in which she finds herself in. Or any, and, and, and for all of us on some level or another, we have that sense of, oh, that's tough. But I defy us to think that we are moved with pity when we see those kind of situations. Sure, we feel something, but that's not what this text is saying. This text talks about the word that, um, that in the Greek that Mark uses is that Jesus' guts were clenched. 
that his guts were clenched. And some of you know this, that when you're sitting with a loved one, when you're sitting with somebody that, you, that you're intimately connected with, that you care so much for, and there you're hearing of their suffering, or you're hearing of their sorrow, or they are exposing the, the brokenness of their life to you, that's what, what happens that when your gut clenches up and your stomach and you are moved with pity. That's what Jesus is doing. Now, he doesn't do this because he, this leper is a good friend. We don't have any implication that Jesus knew who this guy was. It's not that this is suddenly an intimate relationship that Jesus is building upon, and because of that intimate relationship, then he, uh, then he says, oh, this poor guy is suffering. We don't get any of that. We just get the fact that here, confronted by a stranger that is suffering as he is, Jesus nevertheless is moved, his guts are clenched with compassion, and he acts upon that. That is because of love. It is because of his care and his overwhelming compassion for the leper that he is moved with pity. Oh Lord, I'm in a room full of lepers and I am full of leprosy myself. And when the Lord looks and sees, he is moved with pity. He just doesn't have a passing concern for us because he created us or because he knows our name or because of... He is gut-clenched in his passion and care for you. He is moved with pity. And look at the text again, verse 41. He stretches out his hand. Now, why does Jesus stretch out his hand? He wants to touch the leper. And he has to stretch out his hand because the leper... I, I, I might be drawing too much out of this, but you can decide. Because the leper knows that he's infectious, knows that he's contagious, and he's staying away. The leper's not throwing himself at Jesus' feet, grabbing a hold and not letting go, as we see in other situations, because we know that the leper here is contagious, and he's well aware of his condition, and so he stands off a little bit. Now, I, I kind of picture it's not that far off, but he, he's off a little bit so that Jesus stretches out his hand. And why does he do this? He reaches out his hand and he touches him. He touches him. Can you imagine what it would be like to have the soft, loving hand of the God of the universe reach out and touch you? The leper Again, if Luke is accurate on this, full of leprosy. The leper has been a leper for years. For years. How long has it been since he has felt the touch of another human being? How long has it been since he was able to hug his wife, snuggle with his kids, or even touch another human? I read about a man... Uh, who was so desperate for human touch, so lonely, so devastated by the loneliness of his life, that he got a haircut twice a week simply as an excuse to have somebody touch him. Because that's what it means to have leprosy. That you're 
untouchable. And Jesus here, with a desire and a compassion, not just to show his love, but to touch this man, touch him with his love and his compassion. But more than that, this is not just human empathy. This is just not an appeal to the senses, although it tremendously is that, I think. Because we gotta remember what happens when a leper comes into, a leper only had to come into your house and the whole house became unclean. If you touched a leper, you became unclean. The uncleanness, ritually now, this is as you stand before God as you're able to enter into the temple and worship the Lord, those kind of things, but the, the uncleanness transferred itself from the one who was unclean, the leper, to the one who wasn't unclean, who reaches out and touches him. That's why the leper needs to scream to everybody, don't touch me, don't touch me. Not just because for fear that the disease would spread, although that's primarily it, but also that you would get infected spiritually by me. And here it is, Jesus, the Holy One, the only one who is standing in the sea of lepers, the only one who's not a leper, reaches out and touches him so that the leprosy that attaches itself to the leper is transferred to Jesus because the kingdom of God is at hand and salvation is here and our Lord doesn't just announce it but he lives it out by taking upon himself our leprosy. Oh Lord, I'm in a room full of lepers, and I myself am full of leprosy, and yet the Lord has touched me. The Lord has touched you, and the leprosy transfers from me to him. He's moved by compassion. He touches the leper, and then he uses words. Listen to what Jesus says. He says to the leper, I will be clean. Now, unfortunately, uh, we use the word will. This is the English word, W-I-L-L. We use the English word will two different ways. In one instance, it's a, it's a marker that helps us understand that the future is coming. And my guess is that that's naturally the way in which we read these things. Jesus is saying here, I will make you clean. In other words, I'm promising to you that sometime in the future, even if it's only two seconds from now, sometime in the future, I will make you clean. So I will be clean. You know, I will do this. It's a promise along those lines. That's not what Jesus is saying here. It certainly isn't what takes place here. It's not even what an answer to the leper's question. The leper's question was, if you will, you can make me clean. In other words, the other word, the other way we use the word will, W-I-L-L, is not for a marker of the future, but as, a, a, as volition for what our actions are, our desire, our, our wants. The, the leper says, if you want to, Jesus, you can make me whole. And Jesus responds here and says, I want to. I will, I will it to me possible. I will it to happen. And consequently, it happens. And so we have the story here that the, Jesus says, I will, 
I will it, and therefore it becomes a reality. Look at the effect. What happens because of this? This is in verse uh, 42. And immediately, there's that word that Mark uses all the time, and immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Listen to the will of our God, the actions of our Savior, the one who stands before us and says the kingdom of God is here when he acts immediately and completely, completely. I will, and what happens? The leprosy left him first, and he was made clean. Now, not two separate actions. One action looked at from two different directions. One is the negative. The leprosy left him. So for all of us lepers, what happens when the Lord reaches out and touches us and then says to us, I will, I will it to be the case. Immediately, the leprosy leaves us. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. That's the negative. The positive. And Lord, and then he is made clean. The positive for us is that we are set free. We are forgiven. And we are free. This is the immediate work of our Savior because he wills it to be so. Because he wills it to be so. Now, as we move along in the story together, we're going to have cause to touch on this whole understanding about why it is that he tells, go offer yourself as a priest uh, so that Moses can see this, so, so that what Moses commanded can happen, uh, that work in verse 43 and 44 and 45, uh, but he runs out and tells everybody. We're going to see the impact of the spreading of this understanding of Jesus as one who heals lepers. But the point we have confronted with us right now is the fact that, oh Lord, I am in a room full of lepers, and I am full of leprosy. And what has the Lord done? He wills it that I would be forgiven and that I would be set free. And so, this is a gospel message that Jesus brings every day into our lives. I'm at pains to try to point that out because we suffer so much under the illusion that once we hear the gospel that we've taken all the right steps. And yet the gospel comes to us every day where Jesus is saying, I am here. The kingdom of God is at hand. And so every day for us lepers, we need to go to the Lord and never say, Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. But always go to him and say, since you have willed it, Lord, I am made clean. Since you have willed it, Lord, I am made clean. Let's pray together. Our great God in heaven, we confess the leprosy within us. If not the physical disease, Lord, certainly the spiritual disease. The fact that within our very core of who we are, 
spreads this destructive force that desires to ruin us completely and totally. Lord, we confess that if we were to announce every time we walk into the room the sin that destroys us, that would infect other people, that it would be a horrifying image. Lord, we recognize that about ourselves, and yet that is not the point. We are so much more taken by the assurance of confidence that we have that since you will it, Lord, we can be made free. We are made free. Father, we thank you that you sent your Son. We thank you that in the midst of our sin and brokenness, you nevertheless determined to save us and to redeem us, and that you have done it completely by taking upon yourself everything that my leprosy represents, everything that marks me, everything that marks each of us as someone that is apart from you, separated from you, and yet nevertheless, out of your great compassion and love, you have reached out and you have touched us. Lord, it is because of our confidence in that that we confess our sin to you. We confess it, Lord, because we know you already know it. And more than that, Lord, because you have willed to forgive it and you have done that on the cross. And therefore, we are forgiven and free. Lord, we thank you for that blessing, the blessing that is ours in Jesus Christ, 